Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. So, this is Truth Light, and the show is The Light of Truth. And uh, today, you know, I've, I don't know, there's been this renewed sense of let's just really do this thing with, uh, with the show and with my, <clears throat> my mystical business, etc. And so we're kind of taking things to a whole other level, which includes this show. So I'm very happy that you're with us, and I hope that you'll follow me on Blog Talk Radio and watch the progress as we take it to some new levels. Uh, also, you know, I do hope that you'll check out the website. I've got the new one up finally, um, built it my own little self. Still some coding issues and some pages to be filled in, but it's uh, it's a pretty big website. So <laughs> we've got – we. We, I always say we, my son makes fun of me because it's like me and all my angels, I guess, I don't know. But we worked on it for quite some time and, and I had to rebuild it three times actually because of, of different technical issues. So, um, you know, still some more things to come on it. You can watch the progress as it goes, but for now it's a good way to get to know me and and a good way to schedule appointments and that kind of thing, see some of the different services I offer. And uh, I do hope you'll stay with us with with the radio show and come back and join us from time to time or every day, whatever you like. And uh, I know most of our listens comes from the uh, the archives. So hello, everybody on the archives. I hope you'll continue listening. And uh, I want to say hello to our callers who are already here, and I do see that somebody's ready to talk first thing in the morning. Go you. <laughs> and... Uh, so we'll be pulling them over in just a moment. Our topic today is uh, discussing the difference between psychically sensitive and uh, sensitive, yes, and mentally ill. <laughs> because as funny as it may seem, it's really not because there's there's a, actually a real overlap there, and it's something that I personally have gone through, and it's also something that I see very commonly with my clients that come in. And so I, I just want to go ahead and address it. I'm, I'm kind of going out on some limbs that I wouldn't have gone out on before, and I don't know why, but there you have it. Um, the first thing I want to say is obviously a big disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just a person who has lived 48 years in this sort of industry, and I've gone through an awful lot myself and seen an awful lot myself. And so these are this is the the place that I'm talking from. So we're just going to have that big disclaimer. Legally, I have zero knowledge (laughs) as far as papers go, right? But I have lived through an awful lot, and I've seen an awful lot, and that's what we'll be discussing today. So, um, you know, what, what makes it so that I can talk about this? Well, you know, I've been psychically sensitive my whole life, and my whole life people have thought I was just a little off, (laughs) And uh, just a little different. And and then, you know, as we discussed on the last show, the last show was a pretty good one, um, you know, and and I was pretty open about some of the paths that I had gone through where my ex-husband really did lock me up in mental hospitals. I was in and out of mental hospitals and heavily medicated for about seven years. And um, it was a pretty hideous thing because we had grown up together and he knew that I was psychically sensitive but suddenly one day he decided he didn't believe in that anymore and that I must just be crazy. And uh, so reality shifted dramatically, and, and once I was put into that world where if they don't see it, it doesn't exist, 
suddenly I was deemed crazy. <clears throat> and, you know, suddenly my life um, took a very different turn. And so some of that, some of the things that I see people go through and that kind of thing, um, one of the things that we probably will get very into is the empathic thing, you know, and and uh, empaths really can have a very difficult time. An empath is a person who, uh, our psychic sensitivity, we all have it. It is a sixth sense, okay? But sometimes we perceive it in visions. Sometimes we perceive it in sounds, audio. Sometimes we perceive it in just this inner knowing that we can't really explain. And sometimes we perceive it in feelings. And so it's really kind of a matter of what language does your spirit speak? That's really what it comes down to. Now, we have the capability for all four of those, but we tend to really perceive with one or two of them more so than the others. And so <clears throat> if you happen to be an empath, which there seem to be a lot of empaths coming about, a lot of people coming from their empathic gift, this is a little bit like, it's funny because my son is a fisherman, and uh, and he... <laughs> <laughs> he just gave me such a perfect analogy. You know, it's the fish, if you know anything about fish, they have these lateral lines that run through them that make it so they can feel the vibrations in the water. And water is extremely sensitive to whether it be sound or energy or whatever it is. So say there is a predator coming, it's like that predatory vibration radiates through the water. And that's how a school of fish before they can even see that there is a predator, a lot of times will just, boom, they all go at the same time because they all pick up that sense and they're gone, right? They don't know why, but they don't have to know why because that lateral line just kind of perked up and went, hey, yo, move. And so they do. <coughs> they don't sit there and analyze it and try to figure out, well, why am I getting the feeling that I ought to move and blah, 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 blah. You know, they just do it because that's their empathic gift, that's that lateral line. So empaths, almost um, energetically, we have kind of that sort of thing. And so we perceive things in the feeling of the energetic vibration. Okay, so, and that's just a whole other show in itself probably, but I do notice a lot of empaths coming about and, and coming in and talking to me and, and getting sessions. And um, what is happening is <clears throat> that with all of the increased population for one it's creating a lot more energetic outflow and and chaos and whatnot and also with all the electronics and that kind of thing and all the cars and everything if you think about a car now even they they're emitting so many electromagnetic frequencies and that kind of thing because of all the computers in them and the cell phones and the towers and all of that the poor empaths are just getting bombarded and so typically when you see somebody who looks like they're not handling life very well, um, whether they're <clears throat> somebody who's ended up on the streets or they're somebody kind of wandering around just looking pretty funky, whatever. Typically, that's an empath who just really can't handle everything they're feeling. And so rather than looking at them going, oh, my God, what the heck is wrong with you, you know, maybe look at them a little more compassionately because what's happening is they're basically – picking up, they're on sensory overload and they just don't know what to do with it. Now, we also have people who are visual, <clears throat> right, and and they don't necessarily, when you're visual, you can actually, in a lot of cases, see the energy around people. You can see um, the waves of energy. 
sometimes. They'll see things being wavy. Um, <clears throat> they'll also see spirits from other dimensions, angelic beings, whatever they can see interdimensionally. And so, you know, if I'm standing in a room and I'm not visual and somebody else is standing in the room and they are, if there's another being in this room from another time or another place, <clears throat> um, I won't see it, but they will. It's an energetic um, it's an energetic being, so it doesn't have a physical 3D form, so my eyes wouldn't see it because I'm not visual. Their eyes would see it because they see energy. I may feel it, but they'll see it. And so who, who's sane there? <laughs> How do you decide, am I crazy because I don't see it, or are they crazy because they do? And who's to say whether it's there or not? So... What happens is people are afraid. I see parents all the time with these kids that are coming through who are so together and they're so um, sensitive energetically that they're seeing things and feeling things and hearing things and whatnot. They, they exist on multi-planes at once, these kids that are here today. And, <clears throat> I mean, if you thought it was hard existing and functioning in one dimension – they're multidimensional beings at this point. They're seeing because the dimensions are coming closer and they're more sensitive. And so they're seeing more than just one dimension. So if a kid is saying, I'm seeing this or I'm seeing that, is the parent medicating them? Is the parent going, you're crazy, shut up, or that's of the devil, or you know what, that's a lot of what I get in, all of those things. Or the parent is terrified because the kid is seeing things that they're not seeing and they don't know. Is my kid crazy? Is my house full of ghosts? I don't know what to do. I don't want to tell anybody because what are they going to think? You know, and so there's this stigma that is really coming up and, and forcing us to deal with it as to whether you're going to see it as um, mentally ill or psychically sensitive. Which are you going to choose? Right? So um, we do have a caller. I'm going to go ahead and, before we get into our topic a little bit more, she's been waiting for a while now. <laughs> so I'm going to bring Kimberly over. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. You've been on that phone for a long time today. Oh, well, yeah, I've been busy. So oh. <laughs> I've been listening, but I've, I've been busy. It's not like I was just, you know, I had my ears saying, when is she going to pick up? You know, no, right. nothing like that. <laughs> So how are you today? I'm good, and how are you? I am all right. I am all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably be out of breath again because, of course, the beagle waits until I'm on the air to need to go out. And then it's this <laughs> frantic thing. So I have to go down the stairs and back up the stairs, except that I'm up 7,000 feet in Flagstaff, so the altitude kind of gets to you. And I have this respiratory allergy thing going on still, so uh, <laughs> now I'll be coughing and out of breath. So, ah, but that'll be fun. It'll make for a great show, huh? Because I'll just sound like some yeah. kind of—I don't know what. <laughs> I'll go slow while you speak. So, what do you think about this psychically sensitive versus mentally ill thing? Um, you know what? I think um, you can say you can walk a fine line. Mental illness, um, from what I understand, has more to do with being in the ego. 
being more thinking of yourself and what's going on with you and you, you, you is I, I, I. When you're psychically sensitive, it's more of what what am I receiving from other people? Um, what what am, what is my spirit picking up on? Because um, I can I can feel auras or I can feel uh, energies and all energies, not just good energies. Right. And how do I protect myself? I think that I think that's the um, the, the fine line. You know, because mental illness, especially with those patients that are in hospitals, um, from what I understand from a psychologist, it's it's all about me, 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 and what's going on with me, you know. So. Well, you know why that is, though. That really comes about, I think, because, um, in a lot of cases anyway, <clears throat> because when you're in that arena, and I'm just going to call it an arena, when you're in that okay. mental health arena, that's what they do. You sit and you talk to somebody about you, about, well, what do you think causes this? What do you think? And it really, they turn the focus 100% upon you, and that's all anybody talks to you about. I mean, having mm-hmm. been through it myself, you know. And so it's very hard not to get into that me, 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 because that's where everybody's focus is when they're talking to you. And then that's the only time they talk to you. So, yeah, so that but that's to be where your head goes. But I think that, um, you know, it's <clears throat> it's just which arena of reality are you in? In a lot of cases, now that's not to say that there's not um, like brain chemical imbalances. There's post traumatic stress that can cause a lot of stuff. There is also the physical, mental, emotional stuff that happens within our our physical earthly body and that can create things that um you know we can see things if we're overstressed that aren't there and we you know and it's not always a psychically sensitive thing but um <laughs> and I know a lot of psychically sensitive people who are very self-centered so <laughs> but I do think that um you know, it is that focused within or focused without, you know, kind of outside yourself. I think you're right in, in that case. I just did want to point out that for people who are dealing with the mental health thing, it's uh, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I found was like, okay, could we just stop talking about me, 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 because my whole life becomes me, 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 mine, 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 mine. Right, right, right. And it's really hard to step out of that because people only talk to you when they're in that capacity, they only talk to you about what's going on in your life, and then you can't ever get out of your own head. And that's actually one of anybody who is, it's a really good point, and that's probably not where you were going with it, but but we're going to take advantage of the opportunity. If you're dealing with somebody who's got the mentally ill thing that they're dealing with, um, help them get out of their own head for a little bit because nobody else is doing that, and that's probably the best thing for them. Because it becomes right. like this inward spiral of death, kind of. It's it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I feel like crap, yeah. and all you let me do is focus on me and my crap. I don't wanna. <laughs> like, yes, you've got to deal with it, but could we just talk about the pretty day outside or what's going on somewhere else in the world, or you know? And so I think that's kind of a a catch twenty two when you go into the mentally ill thing. Um, so. 
for you in your span of life and with probably with the kids that, um, you know, with your son's friends or your son maybe, or <clears throat> do you notice a difference between more and more people feeling, hearing, seeing things than you'd seen before? Well, I mean, with with some of the students that are vocal, that talk to me, <laughs> I have some students that actually see see things. And they're right. not necessarily, I won't call them crazy, but e- even my son, you know, they see images. Right. You know, see they see other people, and that's perfectly fine because I understand that because I get it. Right. So, and but um, I don't, you know, I'm like I understand that you're not crazy. You know, it happens. You're you're sensitive. Nice. Right. So, what would you say? <coughs> oh my God! See, there goes the coughing from the stairs. What would you say to other teachers, other parents, that kind of thing, um, if they have a kid who comes up and and says, you know, I'm seeing these things. I'm, you know, is it? How do you, how do they? Because for me, it's like normal everyday thing. Because I've been in this my whole life, so like right. that's where I have to reach out to other people who live more of a regular life, and go, okay, how would you handle that then? Because well, I mean, you know, first of all, I mean, if, if it becomes an issue, I haven't had a parent to do that. But if a parent came to me, I would say, no, this person is not crazy. I mean, you can do research on your own, but there are actually people that do see things. And that means that um, something in their spirit is actually um, a little bit more honed than others. And right. if you would let them um, explore it and not, you know, shut it down, they would be happier. You know what I mean? So right. that's what At I would least say. At least you wouldn't feel crazy. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> that's always plus. So, okay, well, thank you for that. Because I think... You know, people don't know how to handle it. They don't know. Um, I just want to say good morning to everybody on the chat. We have quite a few people on chat today, so or we have. They come in and out, but hello, everybody. Um, I think that what happens is people are so afraid of They don't necessarily think it's crazy, but they're afraid other people are going to think it's crazy. And I just want to tell people that it's really opening up. People are much more accepting right now of the fact that, okay, maybe people aren't crazy. They maybe don't get it entirely, but they're getting, okay, maybe maybe they don't they don't think you're crazy. And if they say you are, in a lot of cases, it's strictly because they're, um, they're afraid of that reality. You know, I'm sure right. it probably freaks people out to think, well, you mean somebody can just be standing in my house looking at me? You know? The thing you need to remember is they don't necessarily see your house the way it is. They don't necessarily see you as who you are or what's going on. They they see things as it goes on in their own time. You know, they're just going through their own routine in their dimension. So odds are they don't see you any more than you see them. <laughs> so it's what? it's an interesting I saw I saw this movie called Time and Time Again. I just watched it on Netflix the other night. It was actually kind of a cool little movie about about other dimensions interacting with one another and that kind of thing. It was kind of neat. So old English movie, I guess, or something. I mean, it wasn't old, but it was set in old days, you know. But uh, anyway, so off topic, but okay. So do you have anything else you would like to share with us, Miss? Now, you know what? Um, if it's okay, could I ask you a question this morning? I know I of usually course. don't. Of course. I, uh, 
You know, I had a, a reading with you a couple of weeks ago. And how was and, that? Just a, a shameless plug. It, it was, was it a good reading. <laughs> it was a great reading. <laughs> so people can go to mysticaltruth.com now because I just built the website, and they can schedule one for themselves. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. So yes, with your yes. question, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. It's nothing wrong with that because you're great. I am. I think I told you last week I'm having surgery, but but um, oh, what's going? Okay. I um. Anyway, I'm. I just want to know what, what what time frame do you think that I'm going to find my own place? And I think you know every not I think everything happens for a reason because I'm really going to need someone to really help me after this surgery, and I'm just looking down the line to see when it's going to be the you know the optimum time to find my own place. Well, I'm hearing, as you're talking, I'm hearing three to six months. Okay. That's okay. what I'm hearing pretty clearly. Okay. So, okay. Um, it must depend on on just the, the right thing at the right time. You know, right. it really does feel like, it does feel like you're being guided in things. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know what this, you didn't tell us actually that you were having surgery, but um, oh, I, I no, Ooh. not that I, I'm sure I would remember that, but uh, oh, anyway, I <laughs> I think that um, you know that whatever needs to be dealt with before you move out is probably going to come up within those three to six months. Yeah, that's that it what I was be dealt with. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, right. So it's all it's all yeah. good. You are in divine timing, and you also are being of service to the person that you're staying with at the moment. Um you're helping them in a way, like spiritually wow. as well. Really? So, oh. Yeah, they may they probably don't realize it and that's okay. The uh just the existence and the interaction and the stuff that it's bringing up and whatever, it it's giving them an opportunity to change some things if they would like. So, mm-hmm. um you know, just know there's a higher purpose in in process there. Okay. It is a okay. win-win for everybody, whether everybody knows that or not. <clears throat> so. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Of course, just, um, I just want to tell everyone to please call and get a reading. She's Aww, great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's mysticaltruth.com. Oh, my God. I had to build the website three different times. It was insane. I'm going to check it out right now. Okay. Well, thank you. We still have some coding issues in there. Some of the browsers show oh. something that needs to be out, but there's just there's one picture in there that I just can't I just can't get the outline of it out. It's kind of crazy, but it only shows up on my phone, not on my computer. So I don't know who's going to see it and who isn't. So that's okay. We're going to figure the coding out. My son does coding, so he's going to help me with that part. <clears throat> okay. So anyway, it's still pretty good. I think. I think it's pretty good the best one I've built so far. So, All right. Well, I'm going to get back to topic then, and we will talk right, to you, you another day, ma'am. Have a great day. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. I love when people call in and chat with me. Okay. So, yes. So what? how do we differentiate between a mental or psychological issue or a brain chemical imbalance or something and psychic sensitivity? And is it even a thought in in uh, in some people's minds? I don't know. You know, for me, it's one of those things that I stop and go, okay, which which are we dealing with here? <coughs> what 
when somebody comes to me and we talk and they they tell me about a problem their child is having or their spouse or their mother or their whoever you know whether they're whether it's an addiction problem or anger issues or anything that they would typically go to a psychiatrist or or some sort of doctor for that kind of thing um sometimes they'll come to me first sometimes they'll come to me after nobody else has been able to help and and so it's psychically i just kind of scan the person to get a feel and i'm able to do that to get a feel for which direction we're really what dimensions are we really working with what level of their being is it their physical their spiritual their mental emotional whatever um and so there's a lot of different factors. Now, luckily, my sensitivity is one that I can usually scan and get a feel for, but not everybody can do that. If you've got somebody in your life or you're going through some stuff, it can be anxiety. Anxiety is a big one um, because anxiety, depression, agitation, irritation, that kind of thing, um, because what's happening is all of all of the people – are putting off all of these different vibrations. And as people are going through more and more, and there are more and more people on the earth going through more and more, right, there's more of this vibration being put off. And if you're psychically sensitive, you're probably feeling more and more of it, and you don't realize that it's coming from the outside in, not from the inside out. And so that's one of the first things to try and figure out, is this coming from inside me or is this, sometimes I'll relate it to feeling almost like I'm being electrocuted. It's all of this energy moving through me that I have no control over. It's not mine. (laughs) And so, you know, that's one of the reasons that I, I moved out here to Flagstaff and I live out, I actually live in the forest up on a mountain, um, and I had to. I had to get out of Orlando. I had to get out of Florida because there was so much energy there that I couldn't process it all. When you're, you know, when you're psychically sensitive, you're actually feeling it, and that, that energy is communicating to you. But you can't take in and process all that information, and so it's sort of perceived as anxiety, or it becomes an irritant, or something that makes you angry, or you shut down and go into depression. And if you can find that that's really what it is if you just get out, if you take a bath, a bath with Epsom salts, it pulls the electromagnetic frequency stuff out. I don't know, whatever that is, right? Epsom salts works very well. Sea salt helps. You bounce back and forth between the two in your bath, and oh my gosh, it makes a huge difference. If that helps you, then you know that it's probably stuff from the outside and you're probably empathic. And so perhaps you can find a way to deal with it other than the medications or the hospitalizations or the whatever, right? Now, again, disclaimer, I'm only talking about the things that I've gone through, the things that I've experienced. I'm not a doctor, right? So I've certainly gone to see my share because I've been through this process too, which is mental illness and which is is psychically sensitive. And what we found was that really once I stepped away from that industry for me. This is only for me. I did go through a lot of personal development work and a lot of um, a lot of work on things emotionally, but I did it from a spiritual standpoint, which worked better for me. Um, <clears throat> at some point, everybody tells me I should write a book. So at some point, I'll write a book about my history. There was a lot of abuse, a lot of a lot of bad stuff, bad stuff. <laughs> 
as everybody says, right? It's all your perspective, so whatever. But, uh, you know, I chose to overcome it in a different way. And so what helped me, though, was defining what was psychic sensitivity and what was really issues that were piled on by my family and people and that kind of thing. So in a lot of cases, people who are psychically sensitive will also have some trauma, some different things in their background that can create some emotional situations that maybe need to be worked through. And so in a lot of cases, if somebody is very psychically sensitive, typically it's kind of a twofold thing. But to put it all off onto mental illness alone is is probably not helpful. So if you're a parent or you're a spouse and you've got somebody in your life who is they're seeing things that you don't see. They're hearing voices. They're, you know, and you just really, you're afraid to talk to people about it. You don't quite know how to handle it. Or if you yourself are going through that, you're seeing stuff that other people don't. There are times that I'll, I'll have discussions with people. And because I work with, if you're not familiar with the crystal skull energy, it's, it's pretty nifty. It's very healing, very wise, very enlightened. And uh, there are these 13 crystal skulls and then uh, ancient, very ancient. <clears throat> and... Uh, and there are these other crystal skulls as well that are not, you know, that are like 8,500 to 10,000 years old instead of 50,000 plus years old. And uh, so they all have this very wise healing energy. And so a lot of times those crystal skulls will come to me to, uh, to download classes and download insights and different things for people and healing techniques and that kind of thing. And while this is probably not normal for most people, I do see it happening more and more with people. But I'll be talking to somebody and suddenly I'm seeing all these fluorescent grids and <laughs> all of this all this stuff going on and all this fluorescent stuff and then I know that that's Einstein the crystal skull or one of the crystal skulls who's going, hey, I want to talk to you, you know. And uh, so I'm sure if I were a normal person, I would probably go to the doctor going, oh my God, what the hell's wrong with me, Right. But I've identified that that's always when one of the skulls wants to talk to me. And so I'll go and I'll meditate and then sure enough, bam, there's a whole, a whole class just downloaded or, you know, whatever, a book, part of a book downloaded or whatever it is. And uh, <clears throat> so is that mentally ill? Is that psychically sensitive? Now, because I've built a reputation for myself and because people have now seen, now I've been certified by three separate PhD level experts that yes i am indeed psychic but it's all the same stuff that they locked me up for before that they medicated me for before there's no difference between the two it's accepting or not accepting who and what i am and allowing me to work with that and so now you know my journey through that stint with the whole mental health industry (laughs) That's really what it is, just an industry, like car manufacturers or something. But um, my goal was to get through it so I could turn around and help other people who were going through it as well. And that was my motivation to make it through, and my kids, obviously. But um, So that's part of why I'm, I'm speaking up now, because this is part of why I wanted to get through that process, so that's how I got through that process. And so now I want to turn around and help you guys whether you're going through it yourself or you know somebody is going through it, understand that addiction problems very often is psychic sensitivity that is not in check and that doesn't know how to be handled. You can have souls around you 
the person who has the addiction problems, I should say, can have souls around them who passed away in an addictive personality in that state of consciousness, and they're trying to live vicariously through this person. So now that person has to have a granule, at least, of that addictive personality for them to work with. But if they do, they may have all this peer pressure. They may even go to the point of saying, okay, I'm not going to hang out with those people anymore, you know, the people that, that got them in trouble, but yet they still get in trouble. It can be that, that there's peer pressure from a group nobody else sees because they're in other dimensions. They've passed away. And they're still addicted. They're still drinkers. They're still whatever. <clears throat> they're still in depression and anger. And however they were when they passed away, that's how they still are in most cases. So <coughs> your person or your you, yourself, whatever, may have a lot of extra help in making some bad choices or unhealthy choices. So in order to be influenced by these, somebody has to be, oh, yeah, kind of psychically sensitive or else they wouldn't be feeling or experiencing that. The other thing that you want to think about, too, is that um, if somebody is empathic especially or if they're, I guess, even if they're seeing or hearing things, I go to the empath because that's what I am first and foremost, but seeing and hearing things, too, people will self-medicate because they don't want to tell people that they're seeing things or hearing things. They want to shut all that off. And so they'll self-medicate very often or, or they'll think they're crazy. I mean, of course, right? In our society, if you're hearing things or seeing things, wouldn't you just assume you're crazy, right? Well, in most cases, you just don't understand your gifts. And if you got with somebody, I actually do, I've just started actually doing coaching. It's like life coaching because I do life coaching. Um, but <coughs> it's, it's sort of life coaching for your psychic sensitivity so that you can learn how to use and understand your gifts in a positive manner. And so that's a new, um, a new aspect of life coaching that I'm really getting into and I'm really enjoying because, wow, is it shifting people's lives to see that, wow, I'm not crazy. Or, you know what, I'm scanning and I'm not seeing that you, you're seeing something. Maybe, maybe you're very stressed and we do need to get you to see somebody and talk things out so that you can get rid of some of the stress and then this can go away. Or, um, you know, so I'm, it's not like we strictly go to the it's always psychic sensitivity, but we definitely don't go to it's always mental illness either. You know, you've got to really figure out what's going on here. And like I said, in a lot of cases, it's a combination of the two. So if, you know, if you're seeing, hearing, feeling things, if you just know things, right? Okay, so things appear to be one way at work, right, or in your family or with your relationship, but something inside you just says, you know what, this is all bullshit. Excuse my language, but this is all crap. I know it looks this way on the surface, but like I had, I worked for a company, um, and it was, we loved each other. It was fabulous. You come into work, you hug each other. It was, it was wonderful, right? And then the company behind the scenes started doing some stuff that was kind of shady. But a little bit. They had to pay the bills, whatever. I guess you got to do what you got to do. But I could feel, okay, something's not right. Even though nothing on the surface where I'm seeing is changing, something doesn't feel right. And people thought I was crazy. And then the boss got into this, <clears throat> this big business hoop-de-doo. This is the go 
golden prize. It's going to make us all rich. I'm going to pursue this. It's going to be great. We're going to get people to invest in this whatever. And they started this whole other corporation within our office and took a bunch of our people over there and whatever and had everybody working on this huge project that was this big investment thing and new technology. And and something inside of me just said, this really isn't okay. But my boss truly thought it was all good. And I knew the people he was working with, I knew there was just there was there was something not good. Everybody actually accused me if on the rare occasion I would say anything. Now granted, I was in tune with my sensitivity, so I knew what was going on. I felt it, I just knew it inside, right? But everything was fabulous. I was crazy. How dare I suggest that there was something not right? And the people who were the most vocal about saying, how dare I, blah, blah, blah. So I I kept my mouth shut. Those people are the ones that ended up losing a fortune because it turned out that, yes, my boss didn't, I don't think he realized it. In, In his gut somewhere he probably knew, but he didn't know to listen to his sensitivity. And so the people <coughs> that he was working for, absolutely milked people out of probably millions of dollars. And he took the fall for it. And so, you know, you can be in a situation and be the only one going, hey, guys, the emperor is not wearing any clothes. Hello? You know, and there have been many situations that I'm not even at liberty to talk about um, where this has been the case, where I've, I've done a scan for somebody in fairly high-level places and gone, okay, this is what's happening behind the scenes. And they don't dare say anything because if you did, it would be a huge deal. But psychically, I just know that. And then down the line, sure enough, that's what comes out, you know. And and so at least they protected themselves even though other people took a fall. Um, But if you weren't somebody who had built the reputation of, if you were just somebody who goes, okay, I see this picture, like in my job, I see this picture, everything's peachy keen and fabulous, but I feel like everything's wrong, would you not really question your sanity? Would you not ignore that sensitivity and hop on the boat with everybody else? (coughs) Or if you say these things out loud, are you looked at like you're crazy? And in a lot of cases, that's we don't know enough to shut up, right? But I know this, I don't know, but I know this. And people go, you know, you're fired because you're crazy. And we hear that enough and we begin to think we're crazy. We hear that enough and we begin to think we're stupid. And we're not around long enough to see what actually happens or people don't talk about what actually happens so that we can see that, yes, that was true. And so we don't know in a lot of cases that we're being psychically sensitive. We think that we're just being nuts. So, you know, this comes too to the whole, like, the our sensitivity is heightened at different times of the month. For women, in a lot of cases, yes, you've got a lot of stuff going on in your body once a month and all of that or certain times of your life, that kind of thing. But what happens is our sensitivity is also heightened. You'll probably find that if you're somebody who's visual or auditory, you're seeing and hearing things more often during that time of the month or you're feeling <coughs> you're feeling things more um, more precisely. You know, whether it's logical or not, right? So you could be feeling, um, when I can't live in an apartment building. When I lived in an apartment building, especially during that time of the month, 
I would feel what was going on with everybody else in my building, except that I thought it was mine because <laughs> I was feeling it, right? So I couldn't figure out how I was crying and laughing and angry and this and that and whatever all at once, and we just blamed it on my period because clearly I just must be hormonal, right? <clears throat> but when I didn't live in an apartment, that didn't happen. And so it took a while of in and out of apartments, house, apartments, house, whatever, to finally realize that, wait, this only happens when I'm in an apartment where we're all just in cubby holes and our energy just has to vibrate through one wall to get to each other, you know? And so it was a, uh, a wake-up call for me because while some people just said, well, you're, so, you're just out of control at that time of the month, um, in, in fact, it was that my sensitivity was spiking and I didn't know it. And so while, yes, you have all the other physical, chemical stuff going on as well, your sensitivity is heightened. And so men, other women, whatever, when you're, when you're dealing with somebody who <coughs> does get a little wonky, you know, more than you expect during that time, you know, consider that maybe it's that their sensitivity is heightened. And so if they learn how to understand and work with their sensitivity instead of just letting it run rampant, that may assist in making it not so crazy during that time of month. The full moon is another time that our, all of our sensitivities are heightened. If we're at all in tune with our psychic sensitivity, it's heightened during the full moon or during the, the new moon. You'll find one or the other typically will affect you more or they'll affect you the same but in, in different manners. And so there's a lot of energy going on both during the full and the new moon. And, uh, and it does do something for us for our sensitivity. It does heighten it a bit and sharpen things. And so, you know, some <coughs> some people just think that you go a little crazy. And it's not really. It's that you're more sensitive. So it seems to be that the terminology for psychically sensitive is a little crazy in our in our society. It is changing. So, you know, also we want to go into, uh, I really do want to, We've only got about 17 minutes left, but I do want to touch on parents, teachers, etc. When you've got kids who, um, especially the kids coming through now, like they just know things. They are so, so psychically sensitive. It is mind-blowing, even for me, who's been in this my whole life. Um, they're born at a higher rate of vibration. So if you had some kind of gadget, which I'm sure they have, but if you had some kind of gadget that measured the vibration or frequency resonating off of them versus off of you or off of <coughs> even, you know, if you could go back in time and, and get the frequency off of you when you were that age. It's not even about the age. They come in at a, a higher frequency, and so we tend to, they learn faster, they learn different, they see things, they're working interdimensionally. They can look right through you. They know exactly what's going on with you. If you have marital problems, your kid's going to know. If you have health problems, or I know, I know one little guy, and sometimes his mom listens to the show. So if you're out there, congratulations, because I haven't gotten to say that yet. Um, but she's, she's with child. She's having another one. And um, and this little guy just looked at her and said something about the baby in her tummy. And he's tiny. Nobody had talked to him. Nobody had said anything. He's just said something about, you know, he's talking about the baby in her tummy. 
he just knew. He could tell it was there. He could see the vibration of it or whatever. Um, they just know. So while sometimes, you know, they'll call you out on your stuff or they'll say, you know, do you know that there's a there's a big guy hanging out with you or I see, you know, he this little one in particular, and I hope it's okay that I talk. I'm not going to say his name, but um, little bitty guy <coughs> that uh, – that we've worked with, kind of spring rain that we talk about on here often, has worked with a lot too, um, and I just a little bit here and there. But, you know, he'll talk about his other parents, and this is really common. Kids will talk about their other parents, and what they're talking about is their other lifetimes because they haven't forgotten those yet. They don't realize that in our concept it's one and then another and then another. It's all one continuous thing to them. So they'll talk about their other parents or their other brothers and sisters and whatever, how they died. I know one little girl, my kid's godparents, she described how she died the last lifetime. They were hideously, she was like three years old, and she's talking about burning to death in a car. And they were horrified because she was describing it as if it were happening very, very casually and nonchalantly because why would she be upset? She's here now. Everything turned out fine. (laughs) And so they don't have that. Um, fear and drama (coughs) in a lot of cases. But if you were a teacher or something and this little girl is describing that, wouldn't you go, oh, my God, what the heck are her parents letting her see? Or, you know, you would immediately go to, good God, what's going on at home? You know, and if you're a parent and your kid starts talking about their other parents with love in their heart and in their eyes and as if it's a real thing, you could easily be kind of brokenhearted and think, oh, my God, what the heck is wrong with my kid? You know, what's going on here? Understand that it's a psychic, it's a psychic thing. It's a, it's a sensitivity thing. It's a, and see, I, I don't even, for me, it's just a natural thing, you know, but I know that that's not how most people are raised. So understanding that if, if things like that come up that seem, seem as if they're not real, or just not normal, maybe contact somebody like myself, whether it's myself or someone like myself. (coughs) There are certainly plenty of us out here who are here to help. Um, You just really, you do want to be careful. You know, I'm going to just go out there and say, you know, um, things like Psychic Kids, that TV show Psychic Kids, um, I would avoid like the plague (laughs) because doing what I do, I see them work with those kids and I see that they don't really know the whole game of of the interdimensional stuff that they're messing with and they actually cause a lot more problems than they solve and so you want to uh, you want to be careful. If somebody is in the ego it's all about them and, and what it can do for them to work with you then maybe they're not the person for you, which is kind of what that show is like. And a lot of those shows, it's all about what can we get on TV. I'm going to be on TV. It's going to make me somebody. And, um, you know, you really want to work with somebody who is in it to be of service in a humble manner, you know, that's grateful to be of service. And so that's that's one way to know if you've got somebody who – and that they're confident, you know, and that they – and again, you're psychically sensitive or else you wouldn't have kids like that. You wouldn't be even contacting them to begin with. So, you know, always just go with your gut feel and, you know. But, uh, okay, so we've got about 12 minutes left. 
I do want to thank you guys for joining me, and I do want to um, encourage you to hit the follow button on Blog Talk and um, join me on Facebook. I think we have 27 followers on there. Woo! Since June. <laughs> so um, I tend not to post on there as often <coughs> because there aren't as many people listening, and then I think more people don't listen because I'm not posting and whatever. So join us on, on Facebook and you know follow me here on Blog Talk. And then I also... Twitter. I'm going to try to start Twittering. It's not my thing, but I have an assistant who, or somebody who will be working with me kind of on a uh, part-time basis, and, and so we'll probably set up some of those social media things to stay in touch with you guys and take things to another level. Um, I do want to encourage you to check out mysticaltruth.com. Um, I just spent the last week of my life building it, <laughs> so check it out. And Get in touch if you would like a reading or some sort of service. There's a lot of services there that aren't written on the website yet because basically what I do is I speak to you and I find out what you need. And whatever it is you need is something that I typically do um, because I work so closely with the angelic realm and the enlightened beings and I work with your angels, your enlightened beings, and your truest inner self. I'm able to connect and figure out what you need and then download the information from spirit to do what you need or to guide you to the person who can serve you better than myself. I'm not in the ego. I'm, I'm good with that if that's the case. But uh, feel free to contact me. And uh, also I want to encourage you guys, if you're going to be in Sedona, to check out Sacred Light of Sedona, sacredlightofsedona.com. I'm no longer working through there really, but um, I will be teaching my classes through there and that kind of thing when I'm in Sedona um, working. And... Uh, and then also holisticnaturalco.com for Eat Conscious and Be Merry. If you do happen to have some high-level psychic sensitivity going on, you need to be eating a better diet because it does make a big difference. Eat Conscious and Be Merry <clears throat> makes that a whole lot easier. And it's yummy, yummy stuff. So um, holisticnaturalco.com again. And that's our friend Spring Rain Peony, who we want to say congratulations to. I've been keeping it to myself until she was ready to tell people, but Spring Rain Peony is now having a baby, and we're super excited because we've actually been talking to the kid for years now. <laughs> so the time is finally right for them to come into this world, and we're super excited to meet whatever their physical form is going to be. So <clears throat> congratulations, Spring and Mikey, and uh, super, super happy for you guys. And uh, so... All right, so we have about nine minutes left. Tick-tock, tick-tock, right? <laughs> if you guys, feel free to call in and ask a question briefly if you, if you have any, or on the chat if you have any questions, please let me know. Um, I do want to, I do want to uh, encourage people to, and this is a big deal. It's a big deal, okay? A lot of times when you see people on the streets, and they look a little crazy, whether it's a homeless person or somebody wearing a tinfoil hat. I don't know. Um, understand that sometimes it's that they just had to shut down and get away from everything. Sometimes it's that they had so much going on psychically that they just couldn't stay in mainstream life or they're having a very hard time dealing. It's not that they're crazy. It's that nobody is, you know, we've got so many people that are evolving and becoming more and more psychically advanced, but nobody is teaching about it. 
people are, st- I mean, not that's not true. There are lots of people teaching about it, but it's not like you get it in school, you know. And people are <coughs> still going with the, oh, but you're crazy and because they're afraid of it or they don't understand it or whatever. And so people just don't know how to handle it, and they're shutting down left, right, and sideways. And I would encourage you guys to look at people with compassion and kindness and understand that you don't have a clue what's going on in that other person's head. If you see somebody who's just emotionally kind of losing it or who is stepping away from society a bit or, you know, any of that stuff that you would look at and go, oh, what's wrong with you, man, you know, understand that they just may be kind of short-circuiting or overwhelmed or whatever it may be because of the psychic sensitivity gone rampant. That's what's happening here. Psychic sensitivity is almost an epidemic, except that it's not a bad thing. It's just a thing that we're not trained to handle. So perhaps begin to be more compassionate with yourself if you're seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing things, whatever. Just begin to understand that they may be real. Just because other people don't see, hear, or experience them doesn't mean (coughs) that it's not real. And that doesn't have to be in a scary manner. That's the other thing I want to touch on briefly. We only have a few minutes. But understand that if you're hearing voices or seeing things, right, it's not that they're there with you always. It's that you're seeing interdimensionally. So it's as if, uh, say, okay, a hospital is a great example. In, in Vero Beach, they had a hospital that they just kept remodeling and remodeling. And so it had gone through many different times, right? Now, when I would sit in one area specifically when I was there with my, because I have boys, so we were there a lot. <laughs> so they live life to the fullest. So <clears throat> there's one spot we would sit in. When I would look down the hall, I would see different people walking that were not in this dimension. But I would also see around them the time frame that they, were, they weren't seeing life as it is now. They weren't seeing me in the chair and the other people walking through the hall and that kind of thing. They had no idea that there were any other realities going on. So they're just living their life, right? So... Even if you're seeing things, it doesn't mean that they're actually there interacting with you. So you don't necessarily have to be afraid, because I know that's, that's a big fear for people. And the stupid, you know, Hollywood movies and all that crap, they're just, they're just retarded. So just let them go. Just stay away from them. All they do is call in really bad stuff. Just let it go. If you're seeing these different dimensions or hearing these different dimensions, just understand it's like you're tuning in a radio or a TV station and you're seeing what's happening in another place. Odds that they're seeing you are pretty minuscule. (coughs) Sometimes they will because they're psychically sensitive too, right? So sometimes they will if they're together enough. But, But it's typically just you tuning into a different frequency and experiencing or witnessing, I should say, what's happening in that other frequency. So it's not something that has to be scary, you know. Now, when you get into the scary vibe, when you watch the movies and the TV shows and the ghost hunters and all this crap, you're actually stepping in and and it's like you're turning on a welcome sign, a beacon for things that go, oh, they want to be scared, 
I think I'll just go assist them with that. (laughs) They want to find ghosts. Okay, here we come. And so when you get into those shows for that gotcha kind of vibe, then you're going to get God, right? Because you're going to get what you're looking for. And so so we want to encourage you to maybe learn about the realities instead of the TV show version of things and the Hollywood version of things because typically it's pure crap. And typically it ends up just being a big old welcome sign for stuff that you don't want to invite into your house. So, um, again, you can always contact me or somebody like me and, uh, and learn a little more about that. I would caution you to make sure you learn from somebody who really knows what they're doing, though, because um, the, the people who, are, who really live in that mediumship vibe are really stuck in that, um, in, in a, and not to say all mediums, don't get me wrong, I don't want to get hate mail, <laughs> don't be hating on me, but <clears throat> there are some people who really empower the stuff that doesn't need to be empowered, I guess is what I'm saying, and so if you learn about it in a detached manner, then you can make your own choices, and emotions don't need to come into it, and, uh, and it can be a healthier, more harmonious balance right? Because you can just learn the facts and that's really a good thing. So anyway, um, I do hope you guys will will join me tomorrow and uh, I don't know what our topic is yet, but we will find out. And uh, I do have somebody actually working on an intro for the show. We'll see how it turns out. I was hoping to have it up and running today, but <coughs> perhaps tomorrow. And uh, all of you people on the archives, hello, please Feel free to email, Facebook, send your questions, send ideas for topics. Really, ideas for topics, guys. What do you guys want to hear about? And we'll do a show on it. And also, I'm always looking for guests of interest. So um, if you are somebody who would like to be a guest on the show, please let me know as well. Message me on on, uh, either Facebook or Blog Talk. And uh, in the meantime, if you all can just begin to think about the times in your life when you've had some difficult issues or you've had some some things going on, and even if it's now, right, and begin to identify when it's coming from inside of you and when it's coming from outside of you (coughs) because that's a good way to understand. And I'm so sorry for the cough, you guys. I'm so sorry. Allergies are just not letting up. Um, If it's coming from inside the building... (laughs) right, inside your mind, inside your brain, whatever, sometimes then, yes, it can be stress or whatever, some kind of issue. If it's coming from outside, and getting getting used to telling the difference can be difficult, but if it's coming from outside, then it's typically psychic sensitivity. So um, anyway, I just encourage you guys to educate yourselves because there is a difference, and they can be mistaken for one another very easily. And uh So we're just about through with our show. I hope everybody has a fabulous day. Check out the new and improved mysticaltruth.com, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Okay? Bye, everybody.